Hello! Welcome to Why Not Both. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I'm a musician and therapist in Los Angeles. Why Not Both is all about how our multiple passions inform our identity. And this season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar Magazine and produced by Laura Studeris. If you like what you hear, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and come spend time with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, and that is both on Instagram and on Twitter. For this episode of Why Not Both, we got to talk with Norwegian singer and songwriter Sandra Larke. He also is quite fond of scented candles and burgers, but you'll discover more about him in our interview. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for doing this. I know that it's been like the most bizarre ever circumstance. So, well, yeah, for, well, for everybody, it's it's a uh, these are wild times, but it's it's uh, it's you know it's good to talk to talk to, talk to some someone. I'm, you know, and it's <laughs> it's sort of it is in a way the best and the worst thing to happen. You know, which feels almost cynical because people are suffering and 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 dying and losing their jobs and 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 who knows how I'll feel about all of this you know in a, a couple of months from now but it does feel somewhat redeeming to be uh sharing music in the form of an album called Patience uh, at this <laughs> time you know that's the best welcome to this podcast I, I could have imagined. Like, I did think about that, that I was just like, oh man, Sandra has had this amazing alliterative string of albums that I feel very blessed by because my name starts with P as well. So yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm partial to them. That's like chef's kiss. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I started, I started writing songs for this album in 2012 and we started recording it in 2014 and of course as you know I've, I've recorded other records while doing you know working on this one as well but it's been a long time coming and and, and clearly I I did had no idea what kind of war of world I would be you know launching this this music called patience into um, right. it's it's uh and you know it's it's you know we're i guess we're low on a lot of things but i guess definitely a currency that we are being challenged in is patience you know we're we're all telling each other to be, to be patient and we're 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 trying to be patient with ourselves and our our loved ones and and with the situation, but it's, it's easier said than done, of course, but, you know, hopefully there's, you know, thankfully there's music, you know, that, yes. there's music called Patience and of course <laughs> other, there's other music as well, you know, it doesn't yes. always all have to be Patience, but it, it does feel like a, 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 an album, um, I feel good about sharing this album. Uh, obviously, it, it only comes out June 5th, but I feel good about like sort of entering into this 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 the 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 era of this album just for for myself and for my own little operation and 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 it feels like something valuable to share with whoever's listening well and i do think it's funny that like you said like 
you know, and at least you have an album release date. It was funny. I noticed on your socials, people were asking, well, when is it coming out? And I thought that was so funny because the album is called Patience. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's the old, like, oh. are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, it's something that's given me a lot of joy, you know, I guess torturing my, my listeners that way. Um, but it's just too good. You know, you can't, <laughs> you have to just go there because it is, it's the answer to any question about this album it is just, well, patience, patience, child, patience. <laughs> you can get away with anything. And I, and, and, and it is, you know, it's, it is, uh, it seems, it seems just on, you know, on brand really to, to oh, yeah. that we are, I, I am stretching this out a little bit, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. Well, I love like anytime you posted like another burger blog, people are like, so about the album and you're like, I get it. <laughs> Seven out of ten burgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now now that I'm only talking about the album and the singles and the videos, people are like, "When are you going to post another burger blog?" <laughs> and you're like, "Come on, come on! Am I not enough for you?" <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I, I cannot, I can't do both patience, you know, and and burger at the same time. They're two, they're two different characters. You know, I can't access uh, them at the same time, or or maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe the burger blog will return at some point. I don't know. I mean, I was just happy that you finally made it to the Apple Pan because that's, I went there all the time as a kid. That's why I kept messaging you being like, did you go yet? Did you go to the Apple yes. Pan? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had a really, I had a great time there. And, 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 and it's funny, just like, uh, I guess a month or a month and a half ago, I woke up and I, I had this like feeling where I was like, oh, I have to go back to the apple pan today. <gasps> and, uh, and, and I, and, and so, you know, cause I'm still new in LA. I'm still, mm -hmm. I, still mm -hmm. I like just walking around exploring people laugh at me when I say I walk in LA, but I, I, I like to walk anywhere I am. And, and, and I like to explore things just on my own walking around, listening to music or, or, and, and now I've started exploring LA by bus. So I've started taking the bus everywhere. So you're a bold man. I, I'm a bold man. I just, I went on, took the bus to, uh, well, I took it a little too far because I got off the wrong stop. But you end up at the ocean if you take it too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I had to walk for like 40 minutes. But, um, and then I had another, and then, so now I tried the other uh, apple hamburger. The, 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 the one that's, that's a different sauce, I guess. Um, oh, the alternate sauce. Almost a little yeah, it's a little bit barbecue sauce-esque. It was good. It, it's, not, it's not necessarily what I'm looking for, but I, I had to try it because <laughs> it's on the menu. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I'm living vicariously through your burgers because I, um, I don't eat meat anymore because it upsets my stomach. And that's ah. very sad um, because I, I feel like a terrible vegetarian right now admitting that, that I'm like, um, I'm vegetarian because it actually bugs my stomach. I feel like I should be like, fight for the animals. But I'm like, <laughs> animals are low-key delicious. Um, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think whatever, whatever reason you're being a vegetarian is, you know, you're, you're doing something good for the, for, for society and, you know, and, you know, it's like killing, uh, killing how many birds with one stone? I don't know. Why would, I don't know. <laughs> now, now <laughs> we're know. throwing rocks at birds. It's a weird podcast. 
Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so weird, Sandra? No. Um, yes, this is what we're going to talk about, right? Why am I so weird? Why am I so weird? No, that's literally the thesis of my podcast. I started this. Okay, episode. good. Yeah, to be like, <laughs> everyone is really weird. Maybe if we're weird together, it'll make it more normal. Yeah, I believe that. Um, <laughs> no, I think that people should eat consciously. Like, I mean, it would be yes. odd if you had a burger every day um, because yes. that's a lot of cows. That's a lot. Of, it's terrible. And 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 to be honest, when I first, well, you, you know, before I lived in LA, when I would, if I would come to LA for five days, I would probably go to In-N-Out every day. Of the <laughs> and that's a confession. And it's not, it's not okay at all. So when I moved here, I had to learn, uh, first of all, it's not okay to go to In-N-Out uh, every, every day, day. <laughs> every week even, you know? Um, and of course I, you know, I talk about my burgers, but I, I eat, I eat, um, I don't eat a lot of meat outside of, of, of the burger thing. And I, Mm -hmm. I actually, uh, whenever, if I cook a burger at home, it's always a vegetarian burger. So yesterday I had, I I cooked veggie burgers for myself. I feel, you know, so I, I, and and now actually, now that I'm in Norway, uh, spoiler alert, I'm in Norway. Um, I, I cannot have, you know, there are no really tremendous burger experiences here mm-hmm. certainly no in in and out or anything like that so right. when i'm here I, I i you know i don't have burgers I, I don't you know i only have oatmeal really <laughs> but you make it look very festive i try you know it's an everyday uh struggle i want to say it's an every, <laughs> you know you try to color co- color the 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 everyday as <laughs> you like to see it that's so funny. When you said there's not really a tremendous burger experience in Norway, I was reflecting actually on uh, last I was in Iceland. Um, I went to, my friends wanted to take me to what approximated an American food place just to see if it was like American food, apparently, because they were using uh-huh. their barometer. Yeah. Um, and the burger, I mean, I didn't eat it because I don't, eat meat but they they made a version for me that like the burger was made out of beets yeah 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 and I was like I was like this is absolutely nothing like American food but on the other hand this is delightful <laughs> it's delightful there's there's a really good in Norway you can buy at the store a really good uh beet like veggie beet based burger patty and it's really really good I've, I've cooked it at home many times it's it's a really great, you know, and obviously it it doesn't taste in a way anything like a burger, but it right. you can you can put burger stuff on it and you can have a, a great time, you know. It's it's uh <laughs> and beets are good for you and beets that's it, you know, it has a a nice you know texture. It's that's it's great consistency. Yeah, really good. That's that's awesome. Now I'm wondering I was like I wonder if it's the same kind of beet burger. Curious. Maybe. Yeah. Questions, questions forming in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so you're back in Norway, and I was actually curious about the book that you wrote because it's, in fact, in Norwegian, correct? Yes, so I, this is true. I would have to then learn Norwegian on Duolingo to <laughs> read your book right now. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I, I guess, you know, we could Google Translate it and see what happens, but it, it, I have a feeling it would uh, not, you know, turn out so eloquent let's just put it that way it could be the alternate version of your book which would be very fanciful 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd be, you know, I'd be curious just what, what, how, to which extent it would get me. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I am, I am working on a a trans a, a a translation into English so that people who are not Norwegian, you know, we, I, I realize that we are in the minority, really, in the global scale. Um, so it would be nice if someone else could read it, and and I, I'd be delighted. It's it's been really a fun fun project. Um, it's something that's happened over several years. It's something that started because I, I occasionally would write music essays for uh, some Norwegian publications, and I, I you know I I could write about things that I, I I you know music that I really cared about or even musical experiences that I I, I was curious about and. You know, because I make you know, I make music myself. I, you know, you 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 can. I you know, I write about other artists, but very often I found myself writing about my own uh, identity or finding myself mm-hmm. through other people's music, and 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 there's room for that. Um, and so I I I always wanted to see if if these essays could sort of become something more uh if you put them together in in a in a different context you know not as a as an article in a in a, mm-hmm. in a newspaper but but in a book and and i and i got to work with this really great editor here in norway and and um and so you know all the texts were really expanded because you know it's in an in an in a newspaper essay you you, you have to put so much information in uh over so well you know this you like over sh- <laughs> short short amount of time you know so you you know like when you write a book you can let it breathe a bit more and you can you can di- digress you know yeah what was it like going back and expanding upon some of those ideas because i mean i'm i'm only making the assumption that some of the essays were rather personal in regards to your relationship with the music and what was it like exploring that in a deeper way um it you know it was it was a really uh, for me doing that is really something that i that i learn a lot from as a writer um uh, get you know getting to work with a great editor is is you know like getting a you know free writing class really you know mm-hmm. cuz you're both getting the benefit of uh of of somebody trying to get as deep into the text as you are and revealing new things uh, from it. And what we did was uh, he read everything I'd written and then just gave me notes on everything, mainly notes that were saying, oh, this is interesting. Tell me more about this. Uh, This is confusing. Uh, (laughs) This probably needs to go away because it's very, you know, this has more to do with newspaper format or it's connected Uh to to something that was in the moment um you know and 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 so i would just get all these notes and then i would write based on that and i would i would uh digress really and and expand and and uh, and and a lot of the questions i got were really personal questions you know like Mm -hmm. well you know and, and and so in this course Correspondence, and he would be in Norway. I would be in LA, and every morning I'd wake up and I, I would, I'd received a new email mm-hmm. with new notes, and I would write and send it back. And then next morning I'd get new notes and <laughs> work like that every day for wow. for half a year. 
and 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 so everything grew and i i learned a lot about um you know just writing and 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 making making the text come alive and making it really personal in a sense but also trying to open it up for more general readers you know you don't mm-hmm. want it to feel very exclusive and right and, and and i didn't i didn't want it to feel too like sort of nerdy in the sense that oh th- okay this only makes sense if you have this kind of record collection you know i wanted to try to to have it not be this sort of exclusive uh, thing which you yeah. know very often music talk about music certainly for 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 people like like me and for people like you are who are very into music you know it I, it can often be a sort of excluding type of thing. And I, I, I yeah. wanted to really try to challenge myself to open it up to, to more people. So it, so it doesn't feel like just a bunch of name dropping. And then if you don't know these names, it, it just feels like you're left out of the conversation, you know? What I was thinking when you were talking about that was the relationship you had with your editor almost reminds me of the relationship that sometimes you have with a producer engineer on albums where you really have to trust them because you can like toss an idea out and be like, here's my song idea. And they're like, and they kind of yes and with you. They're like, oh, I see where you're going. Have you thought of this route too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It, there, there's a lot of parallels to... to um, and even I was thinking now, even to therapy, I would I would you know it's it's sort of like uh and uh, you know i certainly a producer very often is is like a therapist also like a musical <laughs> therapist you know um so there are a lot of parallels and that sort of that level of trust um i i think for me also it was refreshing to be in a position where i you know i've made a lot of records and i i i have a lot of thoughts and opinions about how I want to make a record and how I, I sort of try to get the best out of the collaborators that I have at my disposal. And even if it's the producer, you know, but Mm -hmm. seeing as I'm, I haven't really made a book before I, I had to, you have to enter into it um, with, Maybe maybe a bit more humility than I enter the <laughs> studio. <laughs> Probably, if I'm being honest, and 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 because I clearly haven't done this before, and so there is a bit more of blind trust <laughs> that that yep. this is. Um, I really need uh, the. I need to learn from the the authority and and the, mm-hmm. the, the the knowledge of this this other person who is trying to go deep into this with me and 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 i that's like a a learning situation that i find really exciting and 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 um and inspiring i guess that's the job of a good producer and a good editor also is to just inspire you to think that it can be you know yeah because sometimes i'm I mean, I would imagine, and I don't want to be presumptuous, but you've been making albums for a long time, but like you said you'd you'd not made a book. And so having someone that's like, yes, you can do this. Here's how. Yeah. Sounds like that would be really yeah, valuable. Exactly. <laughs> hey, yeah, you can definitely do this. This is great stuff. And 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 I'll help you, you know, I'll yeah. help you, you know, whatever you don't know, I know. And, you know, together we can make it real. <laughs> and that, I love that because I remember um, you inspired me to attempt to uh, run while hiking because I'm often uh-huh. in the same hills. Um, yeah. 
And I like you for that and also dislike you for that. <laughs> um, I yeah. think, what did I, what did I tell you that it was, it felt like I had toothpaste in my lungs? Like, I think I was like taking in so much air because I'm not used to like actually uh, breathing that hard while trying to run. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's tricky. Um, I think that the, a common mistake, of course, with, I think with anything that we do or want to start doing is that we start uh, aiming too high and trying yeah. to do too much. And then we get discouraged and then we feel, well, that didn't work. And instead we should always try to, you know, you know, go soft, like ease into it and, and then build. And certainly with running, you know, it's, it's so easy to get injured. I certainly, when I started running, I, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And I felt I should just run further and further because that's the only way up. And then you end up just injuring yourself like an idiot. Oh, I, I was like, oh no, injured Sandra. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's happens, it happened a lot and it's, you know, still happening because I'm still sort of learning really how to, uh, train my my body really in, yeah. in a way that I, I've, I haven't ever you know ever done anything athletic so yeah it's it's I I hope uh, I hope you don't feel completely discouraged from, from, <laughs> from running you know it's you just have to ease into it yeah I mean I did think it was funny uh, a few things stood out of my mind I, I went back over our conversation before talking to you today and I was laughing um, because I had said that I like downhill more and you're like, oh, well, that's like a freebie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that is, it's, uh, that's a typical runner's like, oh yeah, that's the easy way out. Also, what I've realized is that you, 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 I, I don't, I'm not interested in downhill anymore also because it's, it's just bad for your knees and, and yeah. it's the thing, it's the freebie that will sort of ruin you, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, it's funny cause I had never run really because I've been a swimmer mainly. I have very right. loose joints. And so right. like I can swim forever. I used to do like distance swimming, but I'd never done running because I'm like built sideways. It's like I'm put together with paper clips. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to give it a go. Um, and it was, it was funny. Cause I also noticed in our conversation that you were so excited about running because you're like, I have a hobby. And that was so yes. interesting to me that you were so excited to have a hobby. And I was like, that's precious, but it also speaks to kind of the circumstance of your life. Yeah, it's, it is, it is very strange to me to have a hobby. It's, it's a very, I've never... I've never, uh, since I, you know, got into music at a very young age, I, I don't, I, I can't, I was thinking about it. I, I don't think I've ever felt that I have a hobby that isn't music. And, and, and music has, of course, just become my life in so many ways. Uh, it still is my hobby, but it's also my professional life and it's mm -hmm. a big part of my identity and all these things. So when I actually started getting serious about running and it really enjoying it and, and it really served a purpose in my life, it, it, it was a strange sensation to sort of accept that I, this is, now this is a part of my identity. Yeah. Now this is, I'm, now I suddenly have friends who I know from running, you know, and I, oh I, I know, I know people mainly from music. If I don't know them from music, usually they're my family. I, <laughs> then I, I know them from 
from birth, you know? So it's yeah. very strange to me <laughs> to be knowing people from running. Yeah. That's so sweet. I was just like, I was like, do you have like a running mentor? Because you had mentioned that like you didn't know what you were doing at first, which which makes total sense. I clearly didn't know what I was doing either when right. I had your suggestion. I've now been, by the way, I've been lightly frolicking is how I'd put it. Okay, um, that's good. That's good. Where, I like that. Yeah. Where like I, I do the I do the walking up and down a lot, but like I've been like doing like a light jog or maybe try skipping or like, you know, kind of switch it up a little bit. And it also dissuades people from talking to you on the trail if you're skipping, uh, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not to sound unsociable, but like if I'm, if I'm in the mode where I'm hiking alone, I probably don't want to have a conversation with someone. I'm in my own like meditative headspace. Exactly. It's, it's a sacred time and it's a sacred space um and 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 when you yeah with your if you if you're jogging or skipping or or anything in between you are signifying to the world that you are i'm occupied you know i'm i'm doing my thing here and and i think that's i and of course i think a great thing about running to me at least has been the that it's med like it's like meditation it's meditative yes. Yeah. So it has this sort of like it frees, especially in this day and age when we're so attached to our our phones and all the things that that the phone holds. It's just great to have um, a, a sort of an area where you put the phone away and you you disconnect from that and and I really I just clear my mind. And then, it's, of course, sometimes you are are you have a specific thing you really need to think about and assess your thoughts and then you can put all the thoughts into mm-hmm. the run and just you know so it's but it's both clearing the mind and sort of filling it up with exactly what you you need to be thinking about and and not all of these distractions you know that yes take up so much time do you ever find yourself writing while you're running i find myself editing um, oh interesting yeah i find myself editing uh, it's usually it's usually something that I'm I'm sort of chewing over, and something that's in the in, the, in you know in in the in in the works, and and I'll be thinking about it could be musically or structure wise or lyrically, but yeah, I find myself like editing, and then usually then when I get back, I'll have to immediately write down, or 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 get to the guitar or or yeah. you know, like c- capture the, the the thought process, but. You know, sometimes I'll be writing. I guess maybe mainly lyrically, I'll I'll be like, "Oh, that's the line," and that feels like it fits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of syllables and you know all these concerns. But uh, it's a yeah, it is a great, and that that usually just happens. That's you know, I find like in songwriting, I I I have to always be trying to work i can't wait for inspiration to hit i have to like i have to be diligent and have a certain mm-hmm. discipline mm-hmm. but when it comes to that part of the process that happens when i'm running that's just something that comes to you when it needs to when it's clearly something it's a puzzle you're trying to solve and then it just comes yeah. to you. and so that's a very sort of organic thing that i don't i don't like go to i don't go on a run thinking okay now i'm going to solve this problem I, I, it just comes to me if that's what's on my mind. And that's sort of nice. That's really beautiful. Like, 
I, I relate to that a lot and that yeah. when, I, when I start a hike and it's funny because I take the same several trails usually and yeah. so they're yeah. kind of predictable in a way where it's like I know I know where I'm going so I don't have to necessarily think about like which trail I'm going to take it's like I pick a, whichever trail it is that I'm on but I pick a familiar one yeah. and then I, I sometimes wonder at the start of the trail like oh I wonder what this hike is going to bring me it always yields something like that's what's really interesting to me about the process is that there's always and you you don't know what it's going to be at the beginning of the hike like you don't know what gift you're going to get exactly it's it's never a waste of time you know you never regret it and it it always surprises you with something you know and and that's that's a it's a wonderful it's given my life a, 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 you know a great new dimension and it, it was you know part part of the the reason I was drawn to LA was that to move to LA was was that I could just see that, oh, well, in this, this is the kind of town I could, I could do more of this. I could be running more. Mm. I could, you know, I, I wouldn't be inhibited by, by the climate as much. I, 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 I would have more access to nature. Um, Cause really the nature surrounding Los Angeles is stunning. And I think a lot of people who haven't spent a lot of time there uh, have no idea what, what, um, what really, uh, what treasures, you know, are, are, <laughs> are accessible to people there? As as a native, I'm very glad that you see it that way because in some ways I think that people get really, uh, I mean, because it's such an oddly famous place, people get different ideas in their heads about my hometown. <laughs> exactly, yeah, it must be so frustrating to... To have to sort of, I don't know, to find yourself all in a defensive uh, situation all the time when it comes to, I guess maybe it feels like people are warming up to LA much more now, but but I, I had certainly, I, it took me years to to really appreciate or un, to see and understand how, how rich um, uh, the experience of LA really is, you know? It, it's, it's so easy to dismiss it, and I think a lot of people do and have done that and I think people maybe now I feel feels like a, a lot of people are, are are discovering the beauty of LA. Well and I appreciate that also you've already kind of uh it's interesting I was about to say ingratiated yourself to the LA community but in a way you've actually kind of started your own thing within the LA community which I find fascinating like I'm more of a studio rat personally. Like if you stick yeah. me in a room with a bunch of synthesizers and tell me, don't come out, here's your hoodie and your coffee go. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. goodbye world. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like you're such a performer and I admire that about you. And you've already created kind of like, like a performance pod here, which is amazing. Like watching you at like Largo and then at the standard, like you're definitely making this like kind of like, you aren't taking it over in a way of like it being unnatural, but you're making it such a good place for you. Well, thank you. That's, 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 that's very kind. I, I felt very blessed um, to so quickly find, and I guess I knew going in or, you know, making the move to LA, I had come to LA for a couple of sort of longer periods to feel out the vibes. And I, I knew I, I had some friends at Largo um, mm -hmm. at that community. I'd played there a couple of times before, and I, I it felt like I had uh, had like sort of a community there that I definitely felt like, well, it would be so lovely to be closer to this 
this community of, of musicians and, and performers and, 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 uh, to feel a part of that. And so, so yeah, I, 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 but I didn't, I didn't, that's another thing. I didn't know how rich that experience would be to me <sighs> and how I, to the extent to which I would feel part of, of that. And, and also just in turn, you know, for, for me, you know, being in the, in sort of the completing stages of, of making my album, finishing my album, Patience, that I would have from the moment I moved to LA, I would have uh, Largo as this sort of arena where I could come in and be a guest, you know, with someone else's show uh-huh. and try out these new songs that I had just written really. And that I was, was intending to record for, for the album. So a lot of the key songs on patience, I, I tried out over and over. Um, mm-hmm. And I got sort of, I got confident with performing in front of, of you know unsuspecting audiences <laughs> and it was great it was a really really you know to be able to come you know be in front of an audience that really you know some of them maybe know some of my stuff but most of them probably have no idea who I am and and to play a song that they don't know if this is a song I wrote 20 years ago or, or, right. or yesterday and and very often they would be a song I wrote yesterday or, or I completed <laughs> yesterday it was it felt great you know and, and and that stage there the community makes it feel so secure and and um uh, yeah so I, I I feel really thankful that I, immediately especially because when I moved to LA I, I didn't want to tour and I I, I was mm-hmm. for the first time in my life I was taking a, a step away from traveling and touring and I wanted to just be in one place and I wanted to write this record. I wanted to write this book. I wanted to do stuff I could do at home, but I love performing. And mm-hmm. so that is a hard thing for me to actually sort of heed my own choice. And so for me to be <laughs> able to then to have an outlet, you know, where I could, I could go to Largo and I could perform every now and then and with, you know, some I could do my own shows and have guests come, but I could, I, I could also just slip in the back and just play a couple of songs and for, you know, somebody else's comedy, comedy show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know, and I could sort of get that performance bug out of my system, you know, uh, every, every now and then and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and not feel completely shut down in terms of, you know, performance, right. my performance needs, you know? Your performance needs. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I guess I have come to terms with the fact that I, I really do love performing, and I, I, I fell, I fell out of love, uh, with traveling slash touring. I guess uh-huh. after, after the pleasure tour, because it was just so intense. It was so, yeah. it was so much, and and so it, 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 it for a while I was wondering, like, will I ever want to perform again and 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 then i realized well yeah i, I i'll probably always perform i just you know i i you know it's you i just can't do it as maybe as in, intensely as as you know which makes when, sense yeah when you said like the athleticism i was just like that running became so important to you i was thinking about actually on that tour because i remember you talking about that tour and it looked like i mean you were having like a mad dance party every night like that's it was eating jazz yeah, guys. <laughs> absolutely. It was like it was a, a ninety-minute aerobics yeah. class while singing, you know, and of course, th- you know, taking your shirt off and jumping into the crowd and having a techno 
party for at least 20 minutes every night. And, and so it's really what got me into running because I had to run to get in shape for the tour. And then I had to sort of stay in shape to keep doing the, the tour and to be able to sing and move. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was a whole nother level. And, and clearly I'm, I'm nowhere near the, the Beyonce level of that kind of performance, <laughs> but it, it, it has made me appreciate the, the physical discipline that it, yes. and precision that, 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 that kind of performer goes through to do what, what they do. It's, it's, it's like, it's, uh, it's incredible. And, and, uh, and then it's inspired me to keep going and, 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 and to keep challenging myself, you know, beyond just musical challenges, you know, to, Oh, it's fun to learn new things and it's fun to try to incorporate new, new, uh, new disciplines into, into what you do and your sort of repertoire in a sense. Yeah. And in a way, like when you were talking about how, you know, people through music or through being born into your family, um, I was thinking about that, about like how we have this narrative of being mono-focused, but at the same time, it seems like being so focused on music is what brought you to these other things. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's true. That's true. And that's a beautiful thing. That's, that's music has brought me to so many things way beyond music. And, and, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I feel very, very, very privileged, um, and and it makes me work very, very hard because I wanna, I wanna justify, uh, or I wanna pay, you know, I wanna return the favor in a sense. I wanna make, make it worth, you know, uh, worth all these gifts in a sense, you know. Well, and I, I really liked. I, it's funny. I was reflecting on when I met you because uh, it's funny, Laura. Did you know that Laura Studeris is the producer of the podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw her on, on some email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually, I talked to her for another thing last week. <laughs> yes. I did. Yeah. <laughs> on, you know, we actually, we did two interviews in one, I think. That is so funny. I'm like, <laughs> in, in other news, it's, we all know each other. Um, yes. It's weird, of course. Uh, but it's good. Um, and it's what like music has brought us all together. Laura was the first yeah. writer who, she's the first person who ever wrote about my music. And we subsequently oh. became good friends. Yeah. yeah. And then, wonderful, right? I'm just like, it's very, one of those things where like 10 years ago, if you'd been like, all right, this lady, she's going to write about your music on her blog. Yeah, yeah. And, then, well, and she's right. so she's so wonderful also she's she's been she's such a friend of norway and or the norwegian music scene you know she's she's someone who's always looked to other countries and other cultures to to find and you know to to, you know focus on stuff that you know that it's not just it's not just america or england or you know these Mm -hmm. hubs of, Mm -hmm. of of popular culture it it's actually happening all these other places and that's 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 very that makes a great difference uh, to a lot of these smaller music communities that actually have so much to offer, like the yes. Asian music scene. And, you know, she's yes. always been such a great supporter uh, of, of a lot of, you know, my music, but also, you know, a lot of my friends who, who are in Bergen and Oslo and mm-hmm. other places making music. And that's, that's, that doesn't go unnoticed, you know. Oh, I was just like, my, my heart swells with pride for, for, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, that's my friend they're talking about. She's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's good. But yeah, it made me think of Laura when you said that because she was the one that insisted that I meet you at that conference. Because she's, yeah, she's exactly like, right. Yeah. And like, she was just like, no, you two have to connect. She's just like, I know you enjoy his music. I know you respect his writing so much. And she was, uh, she was just, yeah, just go to his panel. And I was like, of course I'm going to go to his panel. Um, but and that was so fun. That was such a, <laughs> a, a, a fun, you know, new, also new, strange experience <laughs> being on a, on a panel in an, in, you know, American, uh, you know, songwriter society type thing. It, it felt very, sort of out of my element but but also sort of yeah I, I'm into like, this I can this do this cool. yeah do like, this. it was funny because it was the first time I'd like you know we'd been like internet friends like we'd tweeted yeah. but like yeah I'd not I'd not like actually met you before and it's quite different and I appreciated how attentive you were to the people that were asking you questions and how even though like I could tell that you're like slightly fish out of water style um, yes. <laughs> that were <laughs> that like worked to your advantage because you gave really honest feedback to people and it seemed like you genuinely really wanted to help and that I thought was really cool some of the other panels I saw and I won't like dunk on anybody but it's like some people it was more of a sales pitch for their own thing and it was about their own ego right um, right right and what struck me about what you did was that uh you were very attentive to other people and it was about being in service to others as opposed to it being about you well, that's good. Like, you know, that's the really the only reason to, to do something like that. You know, I, well, I guess we're all there trying to connect with with other people who are, are inspiring or who are in, in a position to to, uh, to to do something. But really, like if you're going up on a panel like and you, you have to try to say something constructive to to whoever, um, you know, is, is looking for for answers and and that's really hard of course in some in yeah. some situations it's 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 really hard to you know we all struggle to sort of say meaningful things even when we're not prompted you know and so when you put yourself in that position it's it, it can be really really tricky i i had a little bit of training when i was um in my sort of parallel life in norway i i was a mentor on the voice in norway Oh my goodness! Uh, for two, for three seasons, you know, on television and all that, but it 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 was actually a really meaningful. Uh, you know, I learned a lot in in when it when it comes to sort of what. Uh, obviously, there you are also making entertainment. You know, you were yeah. making television entertainment, but. The, the the point of a show like that, you know, as opposed to you know, show like American Idol, where where part of the 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 the, the stick is that there's a, a an element of humiliation, but right. the voice there's that they didn't want any of that. That it's part of the concept that we we're going to be we're going to make people feel good, and but we're also going to try to be constructive because we are right. trying to be professional and and you know and that's it's hard to, to, to do sometimes to, to be both constructive and, and positive, but it's a really, really good challenge to sort of always try to find the good thing and to find mm -hmm. the thing that, well, if I was, because you, you're constantly putting yourself in the situation of whoever is performing. Right. And, and as a, you know, as a, you know, as a professional 
whether you're on, on television or you're you're just doing your thing at home, it's I think it's always good to try to remind yourself of okay, well, what does it feel like to stand up there and to sort mm -hmm. of feel that you have nothing but whatever you're showing in the moment and and everything is about this moment and you know can i try to identify with that and understand what is it this person if i was this person what would i need to or want to hear and mm. it's a good exercise to to sort of refresh on what that would mean and and to do it of course on live television is intense wow um because you have to also be really concise because we have to cut to a commercial in five yeah. seconds, you know? <laughs> so it was certainly a very, also another fish out of water experience for me, but it was, it, it, it was, it was definitely something I learned a lot from. And I learned a lot about like how people, how music it true. We know that music is subjective, but it really made me understand and appreciate that everyone's experience and it shouldn't have to be said but everyone's everyone's sort of experience with music is as valuable as your own and mm -hmm. it's so easy to be sort of snotty and snobbish I, I certainly was growing up you know my whole identity was music and part of that identity is like sort of pointing at the thing that you don't approve of you know right that, okay this is less valuable than this, which is great and which I understand and I love and I cherish, <laughs> you know? So, and, you know, that's fine when you're a kid or you're a teenager, but when we, when we, when we grow up, I, I just, I believe, and I learned a lot about this also from writing the book. Uh, I was just know, thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Like where, where it, part, there's a whole chapter about really just tr owning the subjectivity of music and appreciating that that means that someone who likes and loves music that you completely cannot understand or that you find horrendous, that experience is as valuable and as real as your own experience of the music that you cherish that very likely a lot of people out there will never ever find enjoyment in. And, and, mm -hmm. and so that brings us further to the whole concept of guilty pleasures. Why should pleasures be guilty, especially in music? Right. And so I, I argue in the book and in real life uh, at this point in my life, like there is no guilty pleasure in music. There is only pleasure. I'm like, I don't know if you could hear my smile, but I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear <laughs> I was like, I turned the video off to save bandwidth for the internet, but I'm smiling <laughs> and it's goofy because I have giant headphones on. <laughs> That's amazing. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I, I agree with you that I was thinking about songs that initially when I heard them, I either didn't like them or they didn't catch my interest. And then it was somehow like four or five listens in, because I'll do that to myself sometimes, or if I hear something and I really don't like it, I actually sometimes will listen to it again. I actually find that there are interesting things and things that I didn't like. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's like I'm looking for like, did it, did it at least catch me emotionally in some way? Um, and I, I find that so interesting because it was uh, when you were saying about how you know that sometimes we define ourselves when we're younger by what we don't like. It's like that exclusionary thing you were talking about in the book yeah. that you wanted to get away from. Yeah. Um, 
And I was just like, yeah, I truly believe in that. And like the fact that I love that you cover Britney Spears songs. I love that. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I find it. Uh, and I, you know, I, obviously I, I've always known her, her most famous songs and stuff. And I have, I have some, you know, deep cut favorites from through the years but when I learned how to play some of the songs is when I, you know, you really start appreciating a, how great some of the songs are. And, mm-hmm. and every time, you know, is a song that she co-wrote. It's a very, very beautiful song. And then you start also understanding what, it, what the songs mean to people and that, what that, that, that they have meant to people long before you maybe uh, suddenly started seeing the value in this music that maybe you disregarded at the time it came out. You know, we have all, you know, we're not going to be ready for all the same music at the same time. And we're still not, you know, there's still tons that, you know, it doesn't mean that you like everything. It just means that you, you know, you acknowledge the quality in something that you maybe aren't as appreciative of. And and that's fine. But, but that we, we are mindful. I think music is empathy. And, and that is why I feel, why should there be shame? And why should we shame each other in music? I, you know, I've certainly done my bit of shaming, you know, as a, as a pretentious music snob, you know, <laughs> g- given an audience also at a very young, young age. It's just so pointless. Music is, is, uh, it should be a shame-free safe zone, you know? And, yeah. and, 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 and I, that's something I, I, I feel also with this album, with Patience. I, I wanted to create a, a safe space um, for dealing with uncomfortable things, dealing with contradictions, dealing with things you are maybe not so proud of and dealing with your own inadequacy. And, and that's, you know, and still make it something that feels safe and soothing somehow, you know, and that's, so that's what the, uh, the album is about. And it's sort of, an extension of some of that sort of musical empathy mm. in sense, you know, the capacity of music to, to create empathy and, and to make you feel safe, even when you are exploring and bearing all these uncomfortable things. I love that. I was, I was trying to remember what exactly I said to Laura after hearing it. Oh yeah, I said that it sounded kind of like postmodern orange crate art, and it made me feel really good. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think that that's wonderful to be. Uh, it's something a yoga teacher said to me, which is so LA. Um, I was just like yeah. <laughs> my inner valley girl. I'm like, oh my god, Cassandra, you've been really sad. Um, <laughs> no, she uh, she said that it's a skill to be um, comfortable in a place of discomfort. Yeah, right, right, right. And I was like, heck yeah, yoga teacher, as I'm like trying not to fall over. That is very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, it's it's to not uh, judge your emotions as good or bad or otherwise. It's just accepting like that's where you're at and that emotions are transient anyway. Um, yeah. to just be comfortable in sometimes places of discomfort, not necessarily pain. Like you don't have to, you know, like court pain in a way. Um, but if something is weird, you can be like, all right, well, guess this is weird right now. And just, and just roll with it instead of trying yeah. to get against the weird. Cause then you feel yeah. ashamed and weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it's very true. And it's, 
and it is about that yeah like that that whole, like not exactly judging it as good or bad but just it is uh and and letting uh, giving that a sort of arena to of course if you want to improve it if, if for the future well then you know we're all learning as we're going but but accepting accepting what is and 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 trying to not co cover it up necessarily you know right and i i feel in a way that you know it's cool to see your progression as an artist because i started listening to you when your first album came to our college radio station right when and, so, and when was this uh <laughs> back in the stone age <laughs> when you and i were both just young yeah exactly. 84 years ago <laughs> no um because i think you and i are actually i think that we're contemporaries uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I i'm born in 82 i'm born in 82 there you go there you go Amazing. yeah so it was cool hearing uh, hearing the progression in your music and hearing you now speak to kind of like maturation of how you approach music i was like oh this makes total sense like listening to your catalog and hearing you talk about it i'm like yeah that checks out <laughs> yeah right right yeah it, it's 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 of course all a process and it's it's uh you know i i i'm exploring and doing and expressing things now that i i never ever thought or would conceive of as like areas of interest or even or, or even stuff i'd you know, if I think if if my if my eighteen year old self, you know, the face is down mm -hmm. self, saw was in the audience at one of my pleasure shows, I, I think I think that person would be so embarrassed. Oh, and, and, you know, because it would be def like so far out of the comfort zone that it would just feel like, oh my god, or, you know, it. it it's, it's, <laughs> and I I like to think that I'm. There's something I, I'll do in 20 years that will would challenge sort of what you know what what I'd be comfortable with now. You know, it ha you know that it's a constantly evolving. And That's so funny because yeah, now that I think about it, I think I'm like I, I feel like I'm I'm replaying like Sandra memories in my head while talking to you, which is very strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like okay, when did I first see you play? Yeah, I first saw you play, I think it was my sophomore year of college. I think I saw you in Seattle and then at the Troubadour. Like, I think I saw you. Okay, yeah. I think about that versus the last time I saw you. I keep watching your shows and then you're sitting behind me while other people are performing and it cracked me up. You've been two for two on that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry. <laughs> I keep being like, oh man, I wonder if Sandra's seeing how great this is and then you're right behind me. And I'm like, you, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I think about the difference in almost kind of like the ease with which you're performing now and also like you know creating showcases for other people and how different that is and like you know kind of the structure of being like yes here's my songs here I am I'm very professional here you go we're all going to sing modern nature and then all right here we go off into the night Versus now, yeah. where I'm like, here's the song I wrote yesterday. I will be sneaking yeah, behind yeah. you in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And also just like walking around in a room singing a cappella without an instrument. And, and then, yeah, do, like doing that, which is sort of a thing I got to explore more because of, 
Largo, you know, people yeah. are seated. It's it's a controlled environment, and 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 there are no phones allowed. You know, so you, there's no distractions, and it's a small enough room for you to sing both off mic and in mic. And that's been, you know, definitely learning a lot of new stuff just doing that, and t- you know, being over the top and then dialing it down. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been really cool. It reminded me of my very first. Uh live musical experience my mom took me to see cats Uh Uh, so this explains a lot about my personality um but uh (laughs) little mini baby pam at like i think i was five (laughs) watching cats and being spellbound by it um and the cats actually climbed into the audience like that was one of the whole things about the performance yeah and i was really into it because i knew all the words to cats and my mom told me i could only uh but like sing silently so that there wasn't uh-huh. a child like very loudly singing along with the musical um but i think the performers had heard me and they saw me like mouthing along with the words and so they crawled into our row and were like singing at me and like playing with oh, me wow. and that was kind of my first exposure to that kind of performance and i still love that and i admire people who perform in that way because i personally am terrified to do that like, i almost like, <laughs> right. out when i'm performing because i'm so like hyped (laughs) she says when she sings very mellow songs but it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so it was like a flashback to cats really when i yeah when you appeared behind me i was like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that's good (laughs) so i find it i find it inspiring and fun and i i'm excited to see like you know what happens 20 years from now. I don't know if we'll still be podcasting. Maybe then we'll just be like talking with our brainwave from Mars. Um, yeah. And so I'm excited to see like what's, what's working on the horizon. Yeah. God. Yeah. Anything could happen. God. Right. I guess, I guess in closing, like what, you know, it sounds like you've really surprised yourself in the last 20 years, but what would you tell anyone else who is starting now, either writing a book, writing an album, deciding like, I want to be a performer. Like, what would you tell them? Oh, that's a good question. It's it, sometimes I think about young performers coming up now, or songwriters, or and 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 on one hand, it's easy to say, well, there are more ways of you know doing your own thing now and being heard or bypassing certain gatekeepers now but at the same time it's harder than ever it's it would seem to me because they're it's much more fragmented um yeah uh, and so sometimes i'm like i don't even know how they do it like how do people break through um become heard and all these things and 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 but of course that's more on a, like a like what like how do you how do you cut through the noise but like if it's purely like just artistically i i don't know there's a thing and it's very it's a boring piece of advice <laughs> uh cuz it's not what you want to hear but i always mm-hmm. i think that to me persistence is is mm. the, a sort of the currency that reveals itself over time and of course that is having now put out records for almost 20 years and and i feel i'm i'm doing i'm i'm 
you know, I, I, I feel blessed to have an audience. It's certainly no uh, picnic to, to sort of make a living in this, in this world, in this climate and doing what I do. I feel blessed that I, I can do it, but it's, 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 it's not, um, it's not always a comfortable ride. It's certainly not a private, I, it's, I certainly don't go on tours in private jets or, or even private buses for that matter. It's, 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 you know, so it's, 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 uh, it's a combination of, of, of things, but it is the dedication to the work and that kind of persistence over time, I think that builds character mm -hmm. uh, that uh, is, is and, and it builds the character that I think people will only truly see the, the sort of the value of or the meaning behind over time. And, and, and mm -hmm. so I, I really believe in building a body of work of, of persistence, of like sort of commitment to my project. And as little as possible, I try, I try to be as, as little as possible distracted by other things that try to sort of sway me in this direction or that direction and just try to follow very purely my own sort of muse and 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 stay true to what is my project and mm. and uh and and not take any shortcuts i guess <laughs> <laughs> well and it seems like as you've been persistent your passion has like evolved because your your albums have evolved it's not like you can mistake one album for the other no exactly i i and i i certainly have i'm i'm you know you definitely i've made i've surprised people audience you know i've surprised audiences sometimes in a way that they that has been welcome and and sometimes in a way that that has maybe not been what everybody's after and you have to be fine with that you have to be fine with the fact that what i am into at any given moment or what i need to express is not going to correspond with mm. you're you know if it corresponds with anyone you're lucky and and let alone if you can get in touch with those people that's the biggest challenge of all so it's like you just I find I've, uh, it's an exercise in just uh, being accepting of the fact that, you know, people will fall in and out of love with whatever it is you are most passionate about at any given mm. time. And if you can sustain that somehow still, um, it will be a powerful uh you know, display of passion, persistence, patience, pleasure, please. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I've gotten to the point in this, in this promotional cycle where I just like start saying names of albums I've made, hoping that's enough. <laughs> and you're talking to Pam, so it's very hard. And I'm talking to Pam. Oh my God, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're on have you ever watched the American show Sesame Street I have watched the Norwegian version of Sesame Street ah do they because yeah. they pick a letter and I feel like today yeah. we've picked the letter P <laughs> I'm yeah I, I'm pretty sure this was that episode <laughs> and it's sort of lightly sort of lightly psychedelic or lightly sort of uh, uh, acid uh, yep. Like, yep. yeah 
Well, given <laughs> given that it's a conversation between you and me, that makes complete sense given what I know of you and what I know of myself. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Sandra, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Pam. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who has been absolutely amazing. Thank you again, and I look forward to next week's episode. (laughs) 